Hey, listeners, this is The Critic. I got a few things to let you know. First of all, our review of Denial, which stars Rachel Weisz, along with many great British actors, will be on our website, whywatchthat.com, sometime soon. In addition, our review of Masterminds, which stars Zach Galifianakis, Kristen Wiig, and many other great comedic actors, and our review of Flock of Dudes will be on the site as well sometime later this week, but before Friday's release. So that's three additional reviews coming to you along with the two in this episode. Plus, The Ref and I were featured on a show called Tomorrow Will Be Televised. It's a part of Blog Talk Radio. To find that interview, check out blogtalkradio.com forward slash televised. Lastly, our interviews from Urban World and other things from both Urban World and the New York Film Festival are on our site and at SoundCloud. Don't miss it. On this episode of Why Watch That... By the way, Henry Winkler is an executive producer. <laughs> he executive produced the original, I believe, as well. I love Henry Winkler! <laughs> But the real MVP goes to, you know who it is. John Malkovich. John Malkovich! What a strange performance. It was John Malkovich. He really was a guy from the bayou. So I was like, let me start over. I want to do something fresh. But HBO just has a reputation for being writer-friendly and just at cutting edge. And I wanted to be a part of that. Now look here. The invitation states. It's a dinner. <laughs> you silly, silly, silly. Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. Presented by Dynamic Network. So why watch that talk? Yes, yes, yes. The TV season is here. The fall is here. It's getting cold. Get inside and watch some TV. I'm tired already. <laughs> Listeners, guess what? There are some new shows coming out. Uh, listen, it's not going to stop. The movie season's here. The TV season's here. We might as well get cracking. Yes. First, we're going to start with FX's Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And this is the surprise hit, although it's actually not too much of a surprise. Donald Glover, the creator, yep. the writer, and one of the directors, and one of the stars yes. of the show, is taking us all by storm. Yes. And this is, uh, it's set in Atlanta. Um, and it really is about the hip-hop scene. Uh, Paper Boy is the rapper, and Donald Glover plays his cousin who wants to be his manager. Yes. Now, this show, though, stylistically, is the surprise. That's what it is. Storytelling-wise, the way they shoot it, all of that. I enjoy it. It's very smart. It's very smart. Its comments aren't, you know, on the nose. Mm -hmm. It's subtle when it needs to be. It's weird when it needs to be. Great cast. Excellent. Uh, You know, the childish Gambino strikes again. That's what I have to say. You always like saying that. (laughs) I mean, yeah. And look, Keith Stanfield is in it, who was in Short Term term 12. Mm -hmm. Um, He played Snoop Dogg in Straight Outta Compton. A bunch of other stuff. I mean, the guy playing Paperboy, Brian Tyree Henry, 
movies and vice principal on HBO as well. It's star-studded. Yeah. Great. I think we're, we're going to continue to watch that. Yes, definitely. Yeah, especially when you get past the first episode and go to that second episode. Mm. Oh, and the he, third. Episode. In the third one. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely somewhere he shouldn't be. Yeah. Moving on to Owns, um, headliner really now, yeah. Queen Sugar, directed, created by Ava DuVernay. Mm-hmm. This is her first TV series, and she is pulling the punches. She really wants to um, take Own to the next level. Now, we got a chance to... I'm, I'm totally caught up with Queen Sugar. No, no, no. Wait, yeah, I'm, I'm caught up with Queen Sugar. Mm-hmm. So, how about you? Yeah, as far as I'm going to be. So, look, here's the thing. I recommend it. <laughs> it, is, it. It is a step up for own, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate Ava DuVernay's uh, sensibilities when it comes to TV. Again, the look of it. Uh, some of the casting as well. So, you know, that kind of thing. But everybody, it is about a family uh, who loses the patriarch, and they need to take over the farm. Uh, they have their own lives, and there are some scandals going on. Scandals. So you get the soap opera effect as well. Uh, you know, for, is it for me? No, not necessarily. I enjoyed it. it yes, was, it was good. There, there are some. It's it, 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 there's a groove that needs to happen. But I am going yeah, to it's support. A bit rough. <laughs> I'm going to support Ava DuVernay in this and continue mm-hmm. to watch it because it's really needed, as well as. Um, she employed all women directors to direct yeah. it, which I'm like all about that. So we'll see how um, Ralph Angel plays out because you know <laughs> you might want to make me go to the next one because he is a looker if I've oh, ever my seen goodness. it. Moving on to CBS is Kevin Can Wait. Kevin James is back on TV again. He's been doing a lot of film and now he's back at his old shtick um, being the funny guy. Supposedly. Now, this is a CBS sitcom um, in the classic sense. You have the laugh track. You know what I think about laugh tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, I think a former cop who um, is about to retire. Like, it starts with him on his retirement day. Uh, there's a wrinkle thrown in involving his daughter. Uh, so he picks up a different job, okay? And that's why it's Kevin can wait to really be retired. Um, but unfortunately, it just doesn't work. It, the, the laugh track, you don't want to laugh with them. It's oh. obvious. Uh, so I, I think for Kevin James, because, you know, I really appreciate him. Yeah, he's got great chops. I mean, he's, he's one of the funniest. I, I just hope that he can find something else that will highlight his skills. Sorry. Well, staying with CBS, going on to Bull, which is a new TV series coming out. Um, and quite frankly, I don't know much about Bull. All I know is the premise, but I didn't get a chance to see it, so I'm totally relying on you. Yeah, so Bull is uh, based on Dr. Phil McGraw. That's what it is. The one and only. The one and only. Um, For this one, you know, of course they start by setting him up as an expert. You know, we see him in the courtroom analyzing the jury, figuring out what they know, what they don't know, who they should choose, all of that. What Dr. Phil used to do, most famously for Oprah. We know that that's how his uh, fame started. Uh, In this show, though... Uh, Michael Weatherly, isn't that his name? Playing Bull, I believe. Yeah, just it, It's just not... It, I keep talking about off-voice. He's off-voice. I don't Aww. buy it. Uh, and this is... We've seen this. We've seen it in Lie to Me. We've seen it in House MD. We've seen it with this kind of show. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing new. And not that that's bad, but if you're not new, you better be good. And this doesn't get it done. Wow. Sorry. Gosh, you're rough today. I am. Um, moving on to This Is Us on NBC. NBC's been looking for a hit for a long time, and they may have found it. 
with this. It, it, it's possible. They've been doing a lot of advertising with it. It's created by Dan um, Fogelman. Fogel- <laughs> Fogel- I want to say Fogelty, but Fogelman. Um, and it has um, some pretty familiar faces, some Emmy winners. Hey, yeah. Sterling. Hey. And uh, it's, it's about us. Yes. Well, well, not me and you. That's right. It's about people and relationships and about how that goes through time. Now, I'm not going to give it away because at the end of the pilot, they throw, for some people, a big surprise. There is something about the connections between time, between being born on a certain date. So you have to see that. This is just the beginning. They're setting everything up. This is the kind... Here's the test, everybody, for a new show. When you watch the first episode. Does it make you want to see the next one? Ooh. Are you interested? Yeah. It's not even that it's... Is it good or not? Because a lot of pilots aren't. Right. It's whether it gets you to the next episode. I think This Is Us did enough mm-hmm. to do that. You mentioned Sterling, K. Brown. We love him. Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore yes. and Milo Ventimiglia, who was in uh, Heroes, mm-hmm. uh, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. We'll check it out. Lethal Weapon on Fox. Now, I saw a teaser to this. Matthew Miller created it, and it stars Damon Wayans, Damon Wayans, <laughs> Damon Wayans and Clay Crawford. And it's exactly what you think it is. It is the movie in TV form. Mm-hmm. And what I said earlier before is the first episode, they really cram Lethal Weapon 1 in one episode yeah. and give you a procedural. Yes. But there is lots of action. It's lots of action. You know what I really liked the best about it was Damon Wayans and Clint Crawford working together and not trying to be funny. See, when this show really just lets them be, it's at its best. When they're not, when they're trying to be funny, you can feel the strain. So the question is going to be moving strain. forward. <laughs> the strain. The strain. So the question is moving forward. Will they find that balance or not? Well, again, it's to your point, it is the pilot. Yeah. Um, it's enough to get me to watch the next one, and we'll Agreed. see if I continue. Um, ABC. Now, wait a minute. Uh, the big one, yeah. Jack Bauer might be put <laughs> to rest because Kiefer Sutherland's trying to make a new name for himself. As the HUD secretary. <laughs> That's right. Designated survivor has taken the place of scandal for right now. And, uh, okay, Carrie Washington, you better watch out because Kiefer is in town. Well, look. So this is all about Kiefer Sutherland's character, who's the HUD secretary. He's the designated survivor. That just means that when the State of the Union goes on, there's one cabinet member who doesn't attend, just in case the whole place blows up. Just in case. Well, you know what happens. The whole place blows up. So the question <laughs> is, should he be the president, or should, should he step down or not? Should he stay in the office or not? That's where we are in the pilot. Let me tell you, this surprised me. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining. It was taught. It, nothing new, but who cares? It gives you what you want from this kind of show. It had the right pace. It had the right urgency. And, you know, Kiefer Sutherland will take him in that role. So I am actually very interested to see the next episode. I want to know what they do next. You just mm-hmm. have to trust Kiefer. He knows what he's doing. He's a TV maven. Yeah. Um, moving on to Notorious on ABC. Yeah. Now, this one is starring one hunky dude. <laughs> see, that's all you're concerned about. You know what? Let's go back to the talent. Um, <laughs> it's created by Josh Berman and um, we, and also Ali Hagen. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'll, I'll just let you go with it because you know I, I, Daniel just makes he oh. overheats me. Okay, <laughs> let me go get some cold water for the rest while she's handling that. Yes, Daniel Sunjata and Piper Parabo yeah. are the leads. They actually it's based on um, Mark Garagos and one of the CNN producers. Oh, so it's not based on Biggie. 
No, it's not. <laughs> so it's Mark Garagos and one of the CNN producers, I believe. It's based on their relationship. So what it is, uh, Daniel plays this high-powered attorney who has a strong relationship with uh, the director of a news show. So she's in charge, played by Piper Parabo, and they had this quid pro quo going on. Long-term relationship. Like newsroom. <laughs> well, yes, newsroom. Here's the thing. Let me... Because that's the show. I'm not even going further. Here's the thing about it. It's taking the scandal slot literally. So, but this is not from Shondaland. It's a Shondaland show without Shonda. Oh, so like How to Get Away with Murder. Yes, but that's even, that's Shondaland though. This is not Shondaland. And so they're trying to do Shondaland without Shonda. And I don't know why. Because you can feel it. The opening of it worked, like, the first five minutes. And then after that, it's like, okay, I've seen this before and seen it done better. Mm-hmm. Grey's Anatomy was on before it. And actually, we'll get to that next week, probably. Knocked it out of the park. Right. So, you know, coming into this, it was overheated for no reason. And where they took the story, I don't want to see what's going on next. Oh, well, you'll have to find out if you agree with the critic. You'll Moving agree. on to pitch <laughs> on Fox, another Dan Fogelman yes. <laughs> creation. I got a chance to see the sneak peek. A uh, critic also saw it. Um, this, of course, is about a young woman who makes it to the Major League Baseball. No, no, no. She's not carrying water. She's not a <laughs> cheerleader. She is pitching yes. for a Major League Baseball team. And um, quite frankly, there are some curveballs. <laughs> <laughs> Screwballs. Screwballs. Okay. That's, a, that's yeah. thrown in this uh, episode. Yeah, at the very end. We won't, uh, uh, we won't uh, give it away. Of course not. Right. Um, but the cast, I think, is well chosen. And as a pilot, it worked. Rick Singer also was the other creator. Sorry. Yes. So as a pilot, it worked. Of course, you may be going, really, can a woman pitch in, in the major leagues? Really? They answer some they of those do. questions. They do. Uh, whether you buy it or not is up to you. But I do appreciate that they did that. Um, so it's... It Zach's worked. in it. Zach, Mark Paul <laughs> Gosler, Mark Consuelos is in it. It's a great cast. It is. And they're in the right position. Yes. Um, so, it, was it a perfect pilot? No, but it did enough for me to watch the next episode. I'm definitely going to watch it. You will definitely see me come back. I want to see this girl and this mystery mm-hmm. solved. Yeah. Um, MacGyver, let's end it here on CBS. Oh. I tell you what, I am an 80s baby. I just told Mage. I sure did. I grew up with MacGyver. Do we I want to see it again? Do I need to see it again? Well. Must I see it again? Okay, so he's, you know, we know he's a a brilliant scientific mind. We know that MacGyver also knows how to defuse bombs. So it's this whole unit that's around him helping him to do that. There's someone who betrays him in the pilot. Okay, so all of that comes in. But the thing about MacGyver in the 80s was it was ridiculous and cheesy and funny all at the same time. And it knew it. Yeah, and it knew it. And you would look at it and go, that is impossible. That was the whole show. And now, in 2016, watching it, I never had the feeling like that is impossible. I had the feeling like, okay, that's just boring. I don't care that he did that. That's what I felt. It, I, I don't know that it's right for right now. I don't know if you can do that kind of show right now. Especially the thing that they could do that they don't. Almost like a Christopher Guest thing, which is very yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah. But it's not that. You have to go even further. There, It's kind of like, okay, we're doing another CSI procedural thing. Oh, okay. No, maybe or like just, Scorpion. Maybe spoof it, like the other guy. Like, what was that? Yeah, like you have to really do something <laughs> the else. SNL guy <laughs> spoofed it. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. 
there's a lot of choices. We couldn't even get through all of our list. By the way, Henry Winkler is an executive <laughs> producer. He executive produced the original, I believe, as I well. I love Henry Gotta say Winkler. That. Yes. <laughs> um, you really can't get through everything. There's something out there for you. You just have to kind of fish around a little bit. Hopefully this list and, and these comments help you pick and choose. If you disagree with us, we'd love to hear from you. If you agree, yes. we'd love to hear from you anyway. Mm. <laughs> Enjoy TV, y'all. I'm exhausted. Did you know? Part one. Oh, watch out! Who's got the digital? Oh, got it. Oh, please. So here's the thing: we know that Oliver opened in theaters. Wait, the musical? The musical. Oh, 48 years ago, yesterday. Oh, so that. Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's my question, though: What was the final on-screen film role played by Oliver Reed? And Oliver Reed is the actor who played. Bill Sykes. I had a crush on him. Mm. Um, wait, I have to think about that. This episode of Why Watch That is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, providing digital versions of audiobooks for download to your computer, phone, and MP3 player. Sign up today to try Audible free for 30 days and get a free audiobook of your choice. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash why watch that to get your free audiobook now and to support our show. Did you know? Part two. Okay, we're back. You had a chance to think. Uh, Bill Sykes, he was creepy. Yeah, what's his last film role on screen? Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> So that's interesting. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's in Gladiator. Really? In 2000, do you know who he played? Which character? No. He played Antonio Proximo, the Gladiator trainer, former Gladiator who bought Maximus. Get out! That of is him. Town. Oh my gosh, that's a good, good, good. Did you know? Yes. So everybody, when you think of Gladiator and that ending scene, the reason that happened that way they killed him off is because he died. Holy crap. Yeah, he wasn't going to die, actually. Oh, whoa. Jeez, mm. now I kind of don't want to watch Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> Back to why watch that. A why watch that sneak peek. Everyone, the wreck. <laughs> so deep. Water Horizon, which is coming to all of us in the theaters on September 30th. She already saw it. You know she did. You know that she sneaked into that theater to see it early. (laughs) Uh, This, if you don't know, it stars Mark Wahlberg. It stars Kurt Russell in a movie with Kate Hudson, by the way. Yeah, stepdaddy. Also John Malkovich. And Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin. It yeah. is directed by Peter Berg. Of course, if Mark Wahlberg's in it. Yes, and we know what we're going to get from him. No nonsense filmmaking. And it's written by Matthew Michael Carnahan and Matthew Sand. So tell us all about it. Okay, so this is based on the uh, drilling rig, offshore drilling rig that went to pieces in 2010. Mm. Now, the movie starts off <laughs> this way. Mm. It starts off with this machine going deep into the earth in the ocean, right. casing out the drilling um, line all the way to the um, ocean floor. 
And we see that there are problems on the way down there, but those who are manning the machine, testing the machine, they want to get out of there because they're 43 days behind schedule. They're sending the testing crew out and want to start the drilling crew to come in now. Everybody's in a standstill. Mm. Next, we see Mark Wolberg, the chief technician of the rig. He's at home. He's getting ready to go on this 21-day testing feat. And he's saying goodbye to his wife, Kate Hudson. The love is there. It really sets you up for how much of a, a homebody he is and how much he enjoys his family. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, well, you better get ready for a ride. Because once they land on the rig, that's when BP the main rep, John Malkovich, puts the pressure on the team to get on with it. We want to leave. We want to get out of here. We want to fly away. We have 43 days over schedule. What's the holdup? Well, the holdup is the rig isn't passing the tests. And so Kurt Russell, who plays the chief technician, he decides to run the final test to make sure, and it fails. Well, John Malkovich, BP, and its representatives give this huge, complicated reason why it should be passed. And, of course, we know what happens. They start the drilling, and in comes the oil, and all chaos breaks loose. Mm. Yes, you remember those headlines, all of that rig catching on fire? That's really what the movie is about, surviving on this rig at the hands of human error. Now, it reminds me of the movie in the 90s, Backdraft. Remember that movie with Kurt Russell? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Wait a minute, I just threw that together. Yes. Really, what Peter Berg does is he gives you a spectacular, spectacular viewing of this monstrous uh, error. It's, it's a grievous error. You see the fire almost behaving as sort of an enemy. You know, it spews at mm. people. There's um, there's uh, shrapnel, shrapnel. What is it called? Shrapnel. shrapnel. Spewing at people, hitting mm. people's faces, things blowing up. You almost up. hit my face. I did. <laughs> and the point of this movie is how do we survive? How do we get out of here alive? Now, some people make it. Some people don't. But what you will know at the end of Deepwater Horizon is you're going to want Mark Wahlberg on your team. <laughs> so, wait, this sounds exciting. It sounds like the lean filmmaking I expect from Peter Berg. It's Bird. lean. Should we see this sucker in the movie theater, you definitely should, and let me give you some reasons why. All Number right. one, the casting. Mm. He decided to do something a little different. Now, when, they, when they're when they in trouble and everything's in chaos, they call in the National Guard. Now, I don't know if these people are really the National Guard. I mean, it looked like these actors did the makeup themselves. They're talking about... <laughs> it really felt like being in that um, room in The Born Supremacy, mm-hmm. in that second one where just people are just sitting at computers, kind of just talking, throwing things out. It was just so real. It really felt like I was there. Mark Wahlberg does a fantastic job of being Mark Wahlberg. It's exactly yeah. what you expect. Kirk Russell, he's going to give you what he expects, but you really believe that this man is the captain of this ship and he's going to go down with it mm-hmm. if everybody's not on board. Gina Rodriguez, she's annoying, but in a good way because she, her character does some things, especially towards the end where you just want to slap her in her face. But mm-hmm. she does a, a very sturdy job, but the real MVP goes to, you know who it is. John Malcolm. John what a strange performance. It was John Malkovich. He really was a guy from the bayou. I mean, his his Louisiana accent mm. was thick 
and beautiful and you really felt like this guy was a tool. <laughs> I'm telling you, when you go see this, you may want to think twice of getting gas from BP. Oh my goodness. Well, everybody, again, Deepwater Horizon, please run to the theater. No, you really should run to it. You're going to get your money's worth and it's a great movie if you just want to get heated up. <laughs> So this again opens in a theater near you on September 30th. Well, 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 it looks like why watch that was very busy this week. We attended busy. two yeah, crazy busy. We attended two festivals. The is about to pass out, by the way. No, yeah. <laughs> we attended two festivals this this past week, and they're exclusively here in New York. We attended the New York Film Festival, which you can find some of our sneak peek thoughts on our website and on SoundCloud. And we also attended the star-studded Urban World Film Festival, which was also in New York. Obviously, we're not traveling right now. <laughs> we didn't see these screenings. And both of them delivered a power-packed event. Yeah. Um, so the New York Film Festival starts September 30th. Uh, we have been blessed enough to go to the press and industry. Uh, industry screenings which started uh, this past week mm -hmm. um, and we saw some good ones there ref uh, you and I I saw some good ones <laughs> <laughs> you and I the first day of press screenings we saw both I Daniel Blake and Moonlight yeah. um, I Daniel Blake opens in theaters in the states December 23rd, and Moonlight is October 21st, is that correct? That is, mm -hmm. and you, you'll catch the full reviews of those the week of the release, so just hold on. But what we can say is those are two Why Watch That recommends. It's, yes, uh, I, Daniel Blake, directed by Ken Loach, and Moonlight, directed by Barry Jenkins. Powerful films, back to back. <laughs> oh my gosh, but then you saw three other ones while I was off somewhere else in Deepwater Horizon. <laughs> yeah. You saw three other ones where, you know, we'll, we'll be eager to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I saw Neruda, which stars Gael Garcia Bernal, among others. It's about the poet politician Neruda. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Okay? Visually, storytelling-wise, we'll get to that review when it comes. Okay? Right. That comes out December 16th. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I also saw two movies that, oh my goodness, everybody, uh, I don't even know how to describe them to you. I saw Yourself and Yours, which is from South Korea. Uh, it's almost like an, an indie. If the South Koreans were going to do an indie about relationships... That's what it is. Boom. Did it work? And then the other th thing I saw was My Entire High School Sinking Into the Sea. Now that is a title. And it is animated with oh. voices from lots of different stars. Um, and it's a first-time director. He is a known uh, cartoonist. Oh. Dash Shaw, but first-time directing. Oh, okay. And it showed. Well, well, well. And you know what? The thing about it is we're not done with the New York Film Festival coverage. We still have a couple other weeks to go yeah. with that. So we're just wetting your whistle, as Ref always says. That's right. And so stay tuned with that. But I do have to say the overall feel at the New York Film Festival, mm -hmm. to be in a room with, you know, critics that you you read their reviews, it just was a very generous atmosphere. Very. It, it feels really good. And the screen is amazing. So if you are in the New York City area, and um, or, or maybe even a couple miles outside, you really might want to think about coming to the festival starting uh, September 30th. Yes. It's opening with Ava DuVernay's 13th as well as Manchester by the Sea. Oh, hang on. We'll get those details to you ASAP. 
Yes, I'm salivating. Yes, you are. I can see it. Wipe your mouth. <laughs> um, we also attended Urban World Film Festival, and that is in its 20th year. It was the yes. big 20. It opened with Queen of Katwe, which we got a chance to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the review was in this episode. That's <laughs> you just tattooed. <laughs> um, and then also it premiered, um, and it also came out the same day on HBO Go, but it also released Insecure, which is a new TV series. Um, we got a wonderful chance to speak with Issa Rae. In fact, listen to her speak now. I've always wanted to be on HBO, to be honest. I've always kind of put that out there. Like, even if Awkward Black Girl, it's Awkward Black Girl over went to television. I said I wanted it to be on HBO. And by the time I got the opportunity, we already had like 24 episodes online. So I was like, let me start over. I want to do something fresh. But HBO just has a reputation for being writer-friendly and and um, just at cutting edge, and I wanted to be a part of that. And we also got to um, see Shots Fired, which, well, we, we saw the people. <laughs> <laughs> but you got, you scooped, wait a minute, though, don't be humble, you scooped some really serious interviews there. I did, I did. We got to sh- talk to the creators of the show, the husband and wife team, Gina Prince Bythewood and Reggie Rock Bythewood. We also got to uh, speak with Stefan James. <laughs> Hello, I almost passed out. Oh, <laughs> as well as Jill Hennessy. Um, in fact, let me let's let's air a little bit of Jill. Hmm. So I, I play uh, the mother Alicia Carr, I'm a mother uh, whose son is is shot uh, by a cop in in a town basically that is sort of based on Charlotte, North Carolina. I mean, what was really kind of cathartic for me was that I kind of got to take my own frustration of. Just watching the news every day, things that we're all feeling when you turn on the TV and we're watching the news, and you want to scream, and you want to cry, or you do cry. Let's just say that it was uh, it was one of the most inspiring jobs I've ever had. Also, the other night, um, that same night, New Edition, BET's coming out with a... Cool it now. That's right, you've got, got to slow it down. Yeah, we don't want to pay for those, right? <laughs> so, yes, New Edition, um, the movie is coming out early next year, and it is a buzz. Guess who the ref got to meet? She got to meet the real New Edition. <laughs> um, Belle DeVoe, um, as well as the cast. So it was a wonderful evening overall. Urban World knows how to deliver um, the stars and yeah. give you access to that, as well as some of the wonderful premiere um, shorts and um, film from all over the world. So, yeah, it was pretty good. I we didn't do too bad, did we, uh, Critic? No, and it's still going. The New York Film Festival, yes, that, that is. <laughs> we'll keep you up to date. You stay tuned right here. And now, the pick of the week. The Critic is coming at us again with a pick of the week. Um, this one's very special. It's yes. special to you and special to us. Yes. It's none other than Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. He wrote it. He directed it. He was in it. Um, yeah. Along Produced with, it. Yeah. I mean, he made that Edited thing happen. It. He... Showed it at movie theaters. He totally stacked the deck when it came to when it comes to actors. Yeah. I mean, anybody you love is probably in this. And it was a very relevant and still it, it still is actually relevant movie to watch. But we're talking about someone in particular. We are. And before I get to him, let me just read this cast. Danny oh Aiello, Ozzy Davis, yeah. Ruby D, Giancarlo Esposito, John Turturro, yeah. and of course... 
still Rosie Perez. Oh wait, then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Rosie. but of course, who we're talking about now, highlighting is Bill Nunn, who recently passed away. Yeah, what a loss. Oh, it's such a loss. He was Radio Raheem in this. We all know the boombox. We all know what happens at the end. Most of us do. Yes. If you haven't seen this, what? <laughs> You've got to. I mean, it came out in 1989. It was a flame. So what what can we expect? In the movies. Refresh us. So it's the summer in New York City, right? I think it's Bedford-Stuyvesant, right? Mm -hmm. So summer there, it is hot. We got Sam Jackson as the uh, radio DJ telling us how hot it is every day. So it's about normal life. You know, it, uh, Spike Lee plays Mookie, who is the pizza delivery guy working for Sal, who's played by da Danny Aiello. John Turturro plays one of Sal's sons. It's about race. Mm -hmm. uh, in particular, we get those classic, the now classic Spike Lee monologue, mm -hmm. where you go through all of the epithets. So all of this stuff comes from him, from him there, or all of it, the rest of his uh, work. You can see how it generated from this film. Um, so what happens at the end, because it's so hot, because the tension is so high, a major thing happens. Yeah, Bill Nunn plays a very pivotal role. The, the pivotal role in that occurrence mm -hmm. at the end of the film. So it really spoke a lot to the time. Uh, that it was released, and right now, yeah. yes. So you know what? You can catch that, I'm sure, just about anywhere, if not um, on Netflix, if you, you can either stream it or get the disc. You're not going to be sorry when you watch Do the Right Thing. Hey, Bill, we miss you, man. We sure do. Another Why Watch That sneak peek. Hey listeners, guess what? The Critic and I got a sneak peek of the new movie Queen of Katwe, open September 30th. And that's in wide release. Wide release. So if you're on the coasts or in major cities, you may have seen it open already. It is starring some pretty amazing people. David Oyelowo, yes. Lupita Nyong'o, and newcomer Medina Malwanga. Mm. Um, this is her first effort, yeah. and we're excited about that. It's directed by Mira Nair and written by William Wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's, let's get into this. Well, it's based on a true story. Um, it's set in Uganda. Uh, uh, like you said, we're talking about... Madina Nalwanga. Ah, yeah, yeah. She plays the lead character, um, and she becomes the queen of Conway. So this is all about chess. Her name, her character's name is Fiona. Uh, she lives in poverty. Uh, she lives with her siblings, her mother, played by Lupita Nyong'o, um, and they sell maize for money. Corn. <laughs> That's right. Um, and, and all of that. So it's a struggle. But this mother is no joke, no, okay? You better not mess with it. That's right. She is very serious about protecting her children uh, and all of that. So what happens is one day, Fiona finds a chess teacher. She does via her brother. That's right. So her brother is in a group of kids who practice chess and their coach is played by David, David Oyelowo. There you go. So he is someone who has a background in that, a background in academics. He has his own family to take care of But as he's well. no stranger to the slums. There you go. So he understands both worlds. So he ushers these kids into the world of chess, meaning the larger 
larger world of Uganda with the people who have more money, uh, the larger world itself globally as well. Uh, so it's wonderful to see how that plays out now. Along the way, of course, there are obstacles. Mm -hmm. Of course, Fiona, her belief in herself, how she toggles between that. Also, the you know, she helps to support her family. Yeah. Yeah. So time with chess means time away from getting food in your mouth. That's right. And the family's going through some problems. We have an older sister, Knight, who isn't quite playing by the rules of the house. That's right. So Knight gets mixed up in some things, and we see how that plays out with she and her mother. So by the end, you can guess what happens. This is a Disney film. It is for families. And it's real, so you can just like <laughs> right. look it up yourself. <laughs> right. Actually, she does have the site, the real Fiona has yeah. the site, Queen of Cotway. So mm -hmm. there you go. There you go. Well, you know what? That was a great, that's a great summary. Just giving us just enough. Yeah, I don't want to give away all no, the points here. There's some you don't want to give away all But I will say, dinner. <laughs> Yes, there are some characters that show up. Speaking of performances, I do have to say that I thoroughly enjoyed David Oyelowo's performance. In fact, yeah. it was one of my favorites. Mm. You really got to see this coach, this man, this father, make some tough decisions to pour his life into his kids, and specifically Fiona. And we see him graduate sort of from this guy who's looking for work to ultimately being um, almost a father figure to her. So And the rest of uh, and the, the rest kids. of the kids. Yeah. yeah. Great performance. Very understated. Mm. Wasn't over the top. Mm. Um, I, I loved it. Yeah, I, I so agree. You know what? Overall, I think the casting was very smart. Very smart. The kids the, themselves. Yeah, the kids. I mean, it, I'll, I'll tell you this, everybody. It is a feel-good movie, mm -hmm. but not in a manipulative way. You don't feel like they're trying to pull one over on you. It, there's really something real in it. There's a truth to it. And I think that uh, selecting Mira as the director was very smart. She has a sensitivity that's nice. She does. And there's a vibrancy. Literally a vibrancy. Yes. There's colors splashed mm -hmm. all around, especially in the slums. I was noticing that. The the, the costumes, um, yes. even though you can argue that those are actual cultural costumes, there's something very, um, very Mira about it. Very yes. Vanity Fair where every color, if a color was being worn, you would see it reflected in nature. Mm -hmm. So it's beautiful to see. It is. Uh, also... Here's the, the sticking point for me when it comes to Queen of Cotway. It's some of the writing. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's too abrupt at the beginning, and then toward the end it was too much. Yeah. Like, it, I think they could have negotiated that a little Yeah, shave off about 20 minutes. That's right. Mm -hmm. So they could have fixed it a little bit, but really, you know, it's nitpicking. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I was thoroughly entertained. I mean, those kids, some of those kids were just so yeah. delightful, hilarious. Uh, some of the adults. The adults, <laughs> my boy. I said dinner, you know, because there's one scene, everybody, where um, David Oyelowo comes to a guy to try to get the kids into their first tournament and the, the person overseeing it is a character. He's over the federation. Yeah, sure. He says, uh, no, the no, chess federation. No, look here. The invitation states it's a dinner. <laughs> You're silly, silly, silly. Well, listen, I think we have a recommend here. It's great to see in the theaters if you want to take your children. Um, yes. It's PG-13. It's not G. Yeah. Um, but overall, it's a great family film. It's a great even date night film if you want to do something a little different. Mm -hmm. um, we know that there's some other things opening, but 
it also works at home as well. I agree. I think if you want to see it in a theater, great. Um, and you get your money's worth. It is a you little do. over two hours. So, okay. <laughs> And if you want to see it at home, it's going to work there as well. So uh, overall for me, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it even with the flaws. I didn't care. And even with your dark heart. <laughs> <laughs> Queen of Katsway opens September 30th. Yes, this Friday. You can catch it at a theater near you. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchfat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.